Hello, and welcome to Sip Happens with Liv and Bon, a show for the Joe Blow, No Show, and Dirty Ho. Sit back, grab a glass, and enjoy this week's conversations. This episode is proudly brought to you by House of Muse. Cheers to positive body image. Before we start this episode, we just wanted to highlight that we do discuss eating disorders and disordered eating, and this may be triggering to some listeners. So, this is our first ever episode of Sip Happens, and we are really excited to bring you an interview with Sabine McKenzie. Sabine is a genuine, beautiful person who we really loved chatting with. We talk all things body positivity, image, and advice. Sabine is a peer mentor, eating disorder recovery coach, and founder of Core Confidence. Let's bring her in. Hello, Sabine, and welcome to Sip Happens with Liv and Bon. We are so excited to have you here with us today, especially being our first podcast episode. So thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me along. So we are going to start the episode with a question that we find really exciting. So we wanted to ask this to any guest that comes onto the podcast, and it is, what is something you really want to do but haven't done yet? So it's not something like I've always wanted to do, but recently since having a family, I really want to take them to South Africa. So that's where I was born. That's where I'm from. And my husband has never been there. So I would love to yeah, take them there, go on a safari, like meet my extended family. Mm. Um, and yeah, I really hope that there's a time in the near future that that's possible. Yes. Oh my God. We don't know, do we? But fingers crossed. <laughs> and I hope we see the photos when you do oh, go. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So we are going to get into the episode. So I just wanted to start with um, asking you a bit about, well, a bit about you. So tell us who you are, what you do and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. So I kind of what I call myself is a peer mentor and eating disorder recovery coach. And I do body image educating as well. So it's a bit of a, a strange title, I guess, not very common like career title, but basically how I got here is just through my own lived experience from an eating disorder. So I really struggled in my early twenties, late teens, early twenties when I was at uni um, with disordered eating, disordered behaviors, um, poor body image. And throughout that experience, I just felt really lonely. Like even though I had um, some support around me in terms of my parents and some close friends, I just felt like no one really understood what I was going through as hard as they tried. And I was getting the help um, eventually from some really great professionals, but I still just felt like they didn't get it. Like they didn't have the lived experience. Mm. And so I really just wish that there was someone who had kind of gone through what I was going through or something similar and could just help me through that, guide me through that and tell me that there was like light at the end of the tunnel. Like tell me that I could Mm. get back to the person that I was before um, this eating disorder. And so I like to think that now I kind of am that person that I wish that I had. um, And that is the the role that I guess I take. Um, And in terms of how I got here, I actually have no idea. (laughs) So at uni, I studied physio, physiotherapy, Mm. and I still, I finished that and worked as a physio for a little bit. But because of my experience as as I was recovering, or I guess, yeah, learning so much about recovery and, and what it meant to have a positive body image... I just felt like there was so much that I hadn't been taught at school. And so I guess that was the idea of starting my business called Confidence to start off with was I just wanted to bring some of this like self-love, self-care, 
inner critic body image education to students at school mm. to open up that conversation. Um, and so I started that in 2016. And since then, it's just been about courses and continuing to learn and educate myself in terms of eating disorders and recovery. I've done a bunch of different courses and education stuff to, I guess, get me to this point now where I'm really supporting people through recovery, which is always what I wanted to do, but it just, you yeah. know, life never goes like a linear thing. It's always no. a roundabout <laughs> way. Yeah. But yeah, it's really cool to actually say that now I'm here doing that, which is which Yeah, is really awesome. absolutely. It's so needed as well. And to start people off at that younger age, that would have been so mm. ideal to have that sort of education when we were at school. Definitely. Yeah. Because, I don't think you can do the recovery yeah. support work without at least acknowledging the importance of prevention. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's where I still like I still juggle kind of both. Okay, so we kind of touched on it a little bit, but for all the listeners at home, can we maybe explain a bit more what actually is body positivity and why is it something we should be talking about more? Yeah, definitely. So body positivity is actually was created by um, fat black women like back in the, I think it was the 1960s, maybe even like earlier. So it was actually meant to um, center these bodies and these women that have historically been marginalized. Mm. And since then, I guess it's kind of been morphed and changed into something much more general in terms of celebrating diversity and celebrating all kind of bodies. But I still like to acknowledge the history of where that term comes from, because I think it's really important that we don't try and co-opt it or that um, like bodies that aren't that marginalized don't take over that kind Mm. of movement. So I really like to, I guess, reframe it in terms of positive body image. Mm. um, And that's the work that I resonate with. And I think it's so important to be having these conversations because we all struggle with body image. Like at some point in our lives, we all have something. It might not be our size, you know, it might be skin or um, shape or, I don't know, scars or whatever it might be. But there's some way that we don't feel like we're good enough or that we don't fit some sort of ideal. And so actually just opening up the conversation to know that you're not alone in that but also that that doesn't have to be the way that you live your life. I think it's really important to give people the power back to own their worth beyond their image so that they feel like they can do what they're meant to do in this world without being like quietened down or need to be smaller or take up less space because of these struggles that they have with their body image. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's, it's definitely good that, I think from my own personal experience, definitely amongst my friend group, it's something we talk about more now, just probably because there's more awareness for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely still room for improvement. Oh, and like you said, oh, yeah. everyone has different ways, like different body image issues. Like I think before I kind of just not been educated on it, just thought it was always about like being skinny. Yeah. But it's so many different things. And it's so interesting hearing like, for example, when Bonnie says to me what she doesn't like about her body, I'm like, I've never noticed that about you. Yes. And then what mm. I tell her I don't like, it's like no one ever even looks at that. And it's kind of good to hear that because it makes you think no one's actually exactly. noticing the things mm. that you are so harsh on yourself exactly. about. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I was um, I was talking to Liv earlier and I was doing it off the podcast, so I probably should do it now <laughs> with you here too. Um, I was talking about, so when we caught up last year for our coffee chat session, Um, And you were teaching us to reframe your negative 
thoughts, which is something that I have found just so, so helpful. Mm. And instead of like, because I always look at my legs, hate them. And I always look at it and, you know, walk to the mirror and look at yourself. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like this or I don't like that. But instead you were saying to go, no, we'll wake up and think, oh, I'm really thankful that I have legs to walk myself to the bathroom and have a look in the mirror and function like yeah. we just really need to start reframing how we're thinking about things yeah and definitely. that was that was massive when I saw you last yeah. year I'm so glad that's made a, mm. a change because I'm like I know you can't see me but I'm like nodding my head furiously <laughs> <laughs> um, um, with everything you just said because yeah um and what you said as well Liv like that's why the point that I like to make is that body image as a definition is the perception that we have of ourselves so it's the way we see ourselves and feel mm. about ourselves or our body mm. and so it we think that just to have a better body image we need to change our bodies like we need to change our legs or we need to change whatever it is that we're struggling with but actually it's about changing what's going on up here in your brain and changing that mindset mm. because body image isn't about what's going on out here like the physical self it's about what's going on up here in your brain mm. um and that's why body image struggles affect anyone and ever or can affect anyone like they're mm. not just a, a particular size or a particular shape or um a particular skin condition like anyone can have poor body image and flip the table anyone can have positive body image mm. um of any yeah any shape and size because it's about what's going on up in your brain and not actually what the physical self looks like yeah but you need to do some work like to get to that point of believing that and absolutely and feeling that mm. yeah definitely um, so going off that, and I know we were speaking about this a little bit before, um, I think thinking about our group of friends, pretty much everyone in there has had some kind of eating disorder or disordered eating or some issue to do with that. So do you have any tips for anyone struggling on improving mentality towards body image and accepting your body as it is? So many. <laughs> Please <laughs> tell us. <laughs> so I actually, um, I wrote a little ebook, so it's called The Better what is it called? Better Body Image Basics. <laughs> yep. Better Body Image Basics. There we go. BBIB. I shorten it because it's just a mouthful. <laughs> but I would say from that book and from like all the things that I could suggest, my biggest tip, and it can also be the hardest one to implement and the one that challenges people the most, it's to ditch the scales. Yep. It's to stop measuring your health and your worth by that number mm. um, on the scales. It just manipulates our emotions so much and it manipulates our behavior. It takes us away from our internal cues around hunger and fullness and how we want to move our body and forces this external pressure on ourselves. And I don't know, maybe you guys can relate, but I know with my relationship with, with the scale, like it was never enough. Like whenever I stepped on those scales, like even when I reached a certain goal, like it still wasn't yeah, enough at still, that point, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I wanted more and more. And it's like, yeah, I thought that um, I thought that losing weight would make me loved or make me, make me feel more accepted. Um, but actually it didn't. It, it didn't come from that number. It came from inside. And mm. yeah, I guess that was just a big realisation and something that I just wish was more talked about that, that you don't have to step on a scale to know how healthy you are or to measure your worth. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And it's so, yeah, relating that back to myself, it's so interesting. 
like when I I remember being at the like lightest weight I ever was like to the point where people were asking me if there was something wrong with yeah. me but I you, I remember looking at myself in the mirror at that point and thinking I was like fat and needed to lose more weight and now I look at pictures of that and I'm like oh well yeah <laughs> yeah as yeah. if I thought that because now I it, yeah I look very different now but much healthier now than I was then but it's so interesting how even when you're at your gold weight or whatever like you said it's never enough yeah Yeah. definitely and it's such a that's a perfect example as well of that reminder of body image is about what's going on up in our brain because I think everyone can relate to that experience even if it wasn't when they were at their lightest say for example but of a moment when um you know they they thought they were um fat or ugly or um had really bad skin or whatever it is and then seeing a photo of that mm. time like a few years later or now mm. and being like exactly what you say what like there was nothing yeah. like no I actually looked fine then um and yeah and that is what's happening now like whatever you're struggling with now in a few years you're going to be like no like what was what was I thinking like it's actually okay yeah. and in the meantime we're wasting so much time and energy trying to change that rather than like living our lives and, mm. and sharing our kindness and our passions and our love with the world. We're like, yeah, focused on these um, physical attributes. So correct me if I'm wrong, but what um, moving into my next question for you is that I think I grew up in a family where a lot of the older women in my family have always been really into diet culture. And I feel like when I've talked to other friends about that, they've all kind of said the same thing, like, oh, yeah, my mum was always dieting or something like that. And I feel like maybe that was really, really common then. Um, So I feel like I always grew up with that. And not to say it was bad, but I think it definitely put that kind of diet culture, um, that whole scene in my head from a really young age. And I think... Like I started counting calories in like year nine and year 10, which is far too young to even be knowing about that rather than just eating what is like giving you the fuel that you need. Um, And just like, I remember just pushing that number down and down and down until it was like literally like a few cruskets through the day and then just dinner and like, it's so, so unhealthy. So what I'd really like to know is um, how people can improve their relationship with diet culture and how can we break away from that yeah so um it's really interesting thank you for sharing like that that part of your (laughs) your experience and your journey um it's really interesting that you say you know how you're nine and that is too young and and i'm constantly hearing um from parents at the moment not constantly not constantly but there's children as young as nine years old who are counting calories there's kids as young as five who are saying that they're too fat and that they need to diet and definitely I think our parents generation and, and slightly even before that was this big boom of diet culture um, and it, diet diets in itself spans back further than that but for some reason it was maybe like the accessibility of <clears throat> magazines and tv and that kind of stuff as well that all kind of contributed to this perfect storm in a sense um, and that is what we've grown up with as well is is them role modeling that to us and so to break away from it um, a, a big thing that I suggest is that we need to stop placing morality on food and certain foods stop labeling foods as good or bad it's just not that black and white and having a certain food doesn't make me good or bad it's just a food 
Like it's just, a, it's a carrot, it's chocolate, it's bread, it's pasta. Like it's not good, it's not bad. It just is what it is. And unfortunately, again, with this ideals around diet culture and the massive money that gets pushed into it, we're made to feel like we only have a certain amount of calories in a day that we're allowed. And we only have a certain amount of sugars or fat or protein or whatever number that they're telling us at the moment. And so we break our food into those categories and we say that this is good and this is bad. And it's just not like it, it it's just food and we need to stop labeling it um, as anything other mm. than that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did I say on your Instagram the other day? You eating a muffin on your oh, Instagram yes. story? Yeah. Yeah. Cause literally I had a, a 14 year old girl that I was, I was coaching and, and, and mentoring. And she said, it's not okay for her to eat a muffin because she never sees anyone eat a muffin on Instagram. Like she never sees that. All she sees is people eating salads and soups and green smoothies and whatever else. And so, yeah, literally I was like, well, stuff that. Like I'm going to eat a muffin. <laughs> just like to be a person on Instagram that's eating a muffin yeah. because that it's was just so a muffin. great. Yeah. 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 I remember looking at that the other day like, this is so, this is content. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I want to see. Yeah, but really powerful. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that would have made a massive impact to the people that have said that to you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think social media has had an impact on diet culture and people's relationships with food? Yeah, not great on the overall. Um, but it's I feel like it's getting better. I think so. And I feel like there's much more variety now to be able to find helpful spaces online. And it's still, um, so diet culture has now morphed into wellness culture. So mm-hmm. it's trying to, con- it's trying to tell us that it's not about dieting, but it's still at the crux of it is. And yeah. so it's becoming a little bit harder, I think, for us as consumers to recognize that because we're, we're much more savvy now. And so we think, yeah, no, I don't want to go on a diet. I know that that's bad for me, but then like for example noom i don't know if you have heard about noom it's like this it's basically like a new diet app and it's but it's i think pretty much their motto is not another diet or something like that because and they do some great stuff around meditation and wellness and um, mental health self-care they include that but they're still getting people to track calories they're still getting people to take before and after photos like that is still still part of the culture yeah it's still um, telling people that they need to lose weight. Yeah. And so it's like a sheep in wolf, no, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's go with it. Um, yeah, so it's like it's becoming harder to pick up those things, which yeah. is a bit scary mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. a lot of people might just see that and be like, oh, yeah, this is not a diet, it's fine. But actually it still is part of that diet culture. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, there is a lot more body positivity and, like, let's celebrate all our flaws and let's show the imperfections. Yeah. But we've got to be careful because it's also a bit trendy at the moment to be doing that stuff. Yeah, it is very yeah. trendy, so isn't it? So if it does come from a place of authenticity or not, yeah. I mean, does it really matter if it's helpful for someone? I don't know if the intent really matters. Mm. But, yeah, I think creating a really uh, helpful online space is really important if you are someone who is trying to heal your relationship with your body and with exercise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's still so mixed, though. I was on a Facebook group the other day, and there was a girl, she's tiny, like size six, posting about how she feels really bloated and stuff, and she was just getting torn to shreds. 
by people like if you look that size then you don't really know what it's like to have body issues and like you're just putting it out there so that you're part of this movement and then I'm like well where do you draw the line then when yeah. if someone is putting it out there you're not going to know the intention behind it no. so yeah so unfortunately like this is just the issue with social media and mm. and Instagram in particular or Facebook groups is that um people are just really quick to judge and we all have our own opinions we all have our own experiences and journeys and beliefs and it's really easy to write a comment to someone telling them that you don't agree with them mm. that doesn't mean necessarily that that person's wrong or that they they're trying to be harmful i think I think some behaviours do need to be called out, but there's a way to do that um, that doesn't have to mean like trying to cancel someone or trying yeah. to, you know, bully them or, or really tear them down. Um, I think education is really important and just, yeah, rather than ripping into them, just maybe sending them a private message to explain why that was hurtful for you if that's what yeah. happened. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't condone bullying anyone or, or tearing anyone down mm. um, and unfortunately I do see that happening a lot um, and it's because a lot of people are frustrated and are annoyed with uh, how fat phobia is still so prominent and when people are I guess sharing these things they're not always getting to the root of the problem but you mm. can't do that with every single Instagram post or every single Facebook post like it's yeah. not always our job to yeah address every single issue in the world you can't yeah, do that you can't no, yeah it's not possible mm. so yeah really interesting kind of way to think I guess or to Definitely. understand what's happening and I don't think there's I don't I don't have a, a answer for what to do I just feel like we just all need to be a bit kinder to each other mm. yeah just eat muffins <laughs> Yes, but I think also, yeah, and I think understanding that your body is so different to everyone else. Like for me, one thing I saw recently on Instagram was they posted a lot of girls that were all the same weight and it showed how different all their bodies looked. And that for me was good because, I mean, it's obvious, but when you actually see it, it's like yes. you can be the same weight, but your body can look so different. Yeah. So going back to what you said about scales and getting rid of that makes so much sense because you're not going to look the same as someone else. No. And it's actually unhealthy to aspire to that because your body isn't the same exactly. as yeah, someone. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And even the bodies that we are aspiring to are normally edited and, you know, not yeah. real in itself. That's like a whole nother kettle of fish. Why yeah. am I trying to do that? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. Loves to say it. Clearly. I don't even know if they're right. It's a mimosa. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, I'm totally lost my train of thought. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, okay, we're going to take a quick break for a message from our sponsor and then we'll get back into it. Today's episode is sponsored by House of Muse. This West Australian business was created in 2020 and they make the most stunning and delicate vases in the shape of a woman's naked body. That's a bit of a vibe. Also relevant to today's episode. <laughs> These modern stylish vases are honestly the perfect display piece for your home and we hugely recommend them. House of Muse has been kind enough to give us a cheeky little discount code which is all capitals SIP HAPPENS so pop that in during checkout for 10% off your next purchase. Thank you. So if someone right now is listening and is struggling in silence what would you suggest they do or what would be the first step in 
taking action for how they're feeling right now. Uh, so shameless self-promotion, go download my ebook. Um, <laughs> yes, can we get that link off you and we'll put it yeah, in your definitely, definitely. In our, in and I'll, show um, notes too. I can, I'll make a little promo code, SIP happens Beautiful. for a discount. Um, but definitely that has just some really great tips and activities to work through. If you don't know how to get started or even if you have gotten started but you're unsure of where to go and you can't maybe don't feel comfortable reaching out to anyone yet. It's mm. just a really safe place to get started. But beyond that, I do really, really encourage seeking support. So whether that's calling the Butterfly Foundation helpline, they're excellent and you don't have to have an eating disorder to call them. Maybe you're worried about a friend or maybe you're just struggling with self-esteem and like getting through the day um, or just feel like the, your relationship with food has just become too complex for you to deal with by yourself. Give them a call and just have a chat to them. Uh, they're really, really helpful and supportive and it's all confidential. Yeah. Um, but there are great health professionals and coaches um, out there who are helping people heal their relationship with food and exercise, um, get their periods back if that's something that people are struggling with. There's great online programs now for that as well. So, yeah, just go out there and, and seek some support and know that you're not alone and that you don't have to do this alone. Mm. Yeah. And if we, well, if anyone listening has a friend that they think is having trouble and that friend hasn't come forward, is that what you would suggest, calling? Or is there anything else that you would suggest that could, you know, help? I mean, you don't ever want to pressure someone to talk before they're ready, but if you just want to be able to do something from the outside to support them, do you have yeah, any tips on that? definitely. I think if you are, uh, it depends on your relationship always, mm. but if you, if it's a close friend and you are concerned with them, I would encourage you to bring it up with them if you feel comfortable to do so. Um, and just, just tell them that you're worried. It doesn't even, don't even have to say, I would keep physical things out of it and, and I would focus more on like they're not being themselves mm. because norm, like that's what you would be recognizing as well that they're, they've changed like who they are or you've noticed strange behaviors and, and tell them exactly what it is that you've noticed in that sense yeah. and then leave it up to them they might not be ready to open up and they might not be ready to chat and that is okay but they know that you're there now and that in itself can make a huge, huge difference. So at that point, just telling them I'm here for you. If mm. you want to talk about it, like we can chat about it. If not, that's okay. What can I do for you? What do you need from me? Is it anything? Mm. Um, and going from there. But also look after yourself. So if, if you're not up to holding that space for someone, if, if you don't want to do that, then don't open the conversation with them. Then I would say, yes, yeah, seek help them yeah. out of flight or yeah. speak to their parents if that's appropriate. Um, find another way of going about it if, if you don't feel like you can handle that. And you don't have to mm. handle it. You don't have to be forced, into, not forced, but you don't have to take that on board if you don't want to. Mm. Um, but I think if it is someone you care about, I feel like we would do anything to help them. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's yeah. really good advice. Um, speaking of advice, what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self now with all the knowledge you have? Yeah, so my younger self. So I think if I could go back and, and even just think about 20-year-old me, uh, that is when I was probably in the depths of my eating disorder or disordered behaviours. And I would just I would just tell me that 
this isn't going to give you what you think it's going to give you. That that acceptance or that love, um, feeling worthy, feeling enough, that's not going to come from what you're doing right now. Um, and actually that just comes from within yourself. And yes, you're, you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. But also like give myself a shake and wake up and like face the reality of, of what's actually mm. going on rather than pretending everything's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Now, a bit more of an exciting question is what's next for you? What's next? Oh, I don't actually know. Coffee chats. <laughs> oh yeah, coffee chats. Yes, coffee chats is coming up. So I'm doing a small group support um, session. So really intimate and small Super casual, not therapy, but just a chance, a safe space for people to open up about what they're going through and then really actionable um, and practical things to help them move forward from Mm. wherever they are. And then, yeah, just more coaching. Um, I'm doing some more school stuff as well. So pretty much what I'm doing now, but just more of it, hopefully. Yeah, Yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, Well, for anyone listening that, that... I mean, sparks an interest for them. I did attend your coffee chat last year and found that's really, really helpful. So if anyone's listening and that's something that they feel that would be helpful for them, I really encourage you to, well, them to reach out to you. And even if you're full up on this next one, just kind of tell Sabine you're interested because, yeah, I really recommend it. Oh, thank you so much. And definitely, I like really welcome anyone just to reach out. If, you, if anything has come up from this conversation and you're not sure about something, I want to be really approachable and accessible so I while I can't give out personalized and individualized advice on something like Instagram or Facebook mm. I'm more than happy to have conversation and to send you in the right direction or to let you know what resources are out there if you're not sure so please just come and have a chat absolutely and on that note where can we find you yeah so uh, my insta is at sabine.mckenzie so s-a-b-i-n-e dot mckenzie pretty I think you know how to spell that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we'll link um, it. We will. We'll put all the links to this in the show notes. Yeah. Thank you. And then the website is www.coreconfidence.net. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. It's been such a fun conversation. Yeah, it's been great. I feel like we could just keep talking yeah, and talking, no. but we'll have another mimosa and keep going. <laughs> Thank you so much and Thank cheers. You. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Bye. You've been listening to Sip Happens with Liv and Bon. Please subscribe, rate and review and we will be back in your ears with another episode soon. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram on at SipHappensPod, at Bonnie.Twig and at LiveKnots. A link to everything we mentioned in the podcast as well as discount codes can be found in the show notes. Cheers!